Hello, and thank you for tuning into Bible study. I hope that you're having a beautiful day. It has been here a beautiful day in Taos, New Mexico, and I'm just thankful for this beautiful weather. I'm thankful to be back on New Mexico soil after 36 days on a missionary journey, going coast to coast on the ocean to ocean highway from Los Angeles to New York. And then my husband Ryan met us in New York, and he has driven us home for the last two weeks. And I'm just so thankful for all that God has done. He has led us, guided us, protected us. He has been so faithful, and I'm just so thankful. I'm still processing all that he's done, but there has been many signs and wonders, miracles, divine appointments, things you cannot make up, prayer assignments, words that he has given to us to pray over regions. It has been a very powerful time, and I'm just so thankful. I am so thankful for our God because he leads and guides us. He calls us that we would go out, that we would go where he calls us to go, speak what he calls us to speak, do what he calls us to do. And we can be led of his spirit. Doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to have gone to seminary for several years. You don't have to have a special title or degree to be led of the Holy Spirit. Biblically, when people had encountered the love of God, when he saved them, delivered them, called them, they have become his disciples. Many are called, few are chosen, but he has called us. He has called us his people. He has called us out to follow him, to go where he calls us to go. When you become his disciple, meaning you have surrendered your life to him, to follow him, to know him, to receive from him, to put him at the center of your life, he will call you out. And that's what we're talking about today. So I pray that this message will just touch your heart in a deep way that the Holy Spirit would just have rule and reign in this session and speak and declare through the words as I speak them out of my mouth that the Spirit of God would anoint these words and come through that I would just be a vessel. Father, we pray for anyone who tunes into this message that they would be touched by your word. The enemy could not snatch out the word that they would be inspired by what it is that you are speaking, inspired by these scriptures today, that they would be touched in a mighty, mighty way. We just give you glory and honor. Thank you for who you are and all that you're doing. We give you praise in Yeshua's mighty name. So I'm just excited again to be home and just to have seen all that we've seen. We've been to 22 states and 52 cities throughout this nation driving. And I'm just so thankful for all that God has done for the people that he has brought us together with, for the divine appointments, for the people that open their doors, the churches, the many amazing experiences that we have had, spreading the gospel, evangelizing, sharing of the salvation of our God, our testimonies of how he has touched our hearts and lives and how he can touch your heart and life. And that is our God. He is so faithful. He loves so much his children. And that's one thing that we have seen countless times is that he would leave the 99 to go for just one, that he cares for you. He cares for me. When we would have a divine appointment with someone, the love of God would be so apparent that he would bring us to that moment, to that juncture, just for one person that he loves, that he has called, that he has a plan for. That person might have been stuck. That person might be going through or has had a traumatic experience. A person might need a healing. A person might need some encouragement. Whatever he did in those moments were just so mind-blowing, and I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful for the many people that surrendered their hearts to God, the many people 
people that received fresh salvation or rededicated their lives, the people that received healing from the person on the street to a pastor's son that has been wayward to many different encounters that we had to a family member that was estranged with his children. So many things have happened that we have seen and I'm just so excited that God is so faithful and that he gets the glory. We're just vessels. He chooses these vessels that are flawed. He chooses these vessels that aren't educated. I don't have titles. I have a relationship that is alive that compels my heart to go when I'm called, that compels me to step out and say, yes, I will go. And it didn't come because of me. It came because this love of God that he has for us, that he first loves us as we're sinners to encounter us, to woo us into relationship, to know him, to spend time at his feet, to spend time in his presence, in his throne room. And that is something that we see in the Bible throughout scripture. We see men of God that are spending time with the Father praying and they come to this place, this juncture, and they're being called out. They're being called, speak my word, declare to the people, declare to the nations who will go. He will call you when you've been at his feet, when you've spent time in his presence, when you've encountered the living God, when you've had an encounter, then that compels you then to go out to begin ministering And we've been in ministry here in Taos for 11 years, and we've been doing a house of prayer for three. And I had no idea during this time that I would be called out. But after being in prayer, in supplication, at his feet, then he's compelled us to go. You're equipped when you've been in his presence. You're equipped while you sit at his feet because there's a love that's being poured out. There's a love that comes from his presence presence and that presence compels you to share the love of the Father with those who are in need to be led by him. And I'm just so thankful for his love for us. And that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at these encounters that prophets had throughout scripture that compelled them to go out, to be sent out, to declare, to walk out the word that had been given to them. And we're going to look first at Ezekiel. Ezekiel was called as a watchman to Israel. He was called to declare the word of the Lord, whatever he was told to speak, to speak. And so he has this powerful vision. He's praying at the river Chibar. And there was many rivers that we went to on this journey throughout the United States to pray because the river is a lifeline. The river is the veins of the heart of this nation and the water carries life. And we were called to pray in these locations. And we see that throughout scripture scripture where great men of God were called to pray at fresh bodies of water. Water is life. We see Daniel, Elijah, Elisha. We see Ezekiel praying by this canal, the river Chibar, and he has this encounter of heaven. He sees the throne room. He sees the four living creatures. He sees the glory of God, and he's called to eat the scroll, the word of the Lord, and to declare that to the nations, and he's called out as a watchman to declare to the people 
people the word of the Lord. And there's one little nugget, and we've gone over it several times before in Bible study, but I think that this is a powerful nugget to remember, and it's found in Ezekiel's chapter 1, 20 through 21. I encourage you, read the whole chapter 1 of Ezekiel to see his encounter. He encounters the glory. When we encounter the glory of the living God, the love of God, oh, we've been at his feet, and then he calls us to go out. And it says in Ezekiel 1.20, this is after he's seen the four living creatures that had the four faces, the faces of the eagle, the ox, the lion, the man. These are four facets or faces of Yeshua. These are four aspects that he also anoints his people with his sons and daughters. Hallelujah. On this trip, we were let out and there were so many eagle signs that we saw. Signs that said eagles. There was eagles as mascots, eagles as roads. The eagles have landed so many signs along our journey. Eagle, eagle, eagle. We kept seeing that metaphor. (laughs) So we, we had been sent out on this mission as eagles with having eagle vision, higher vision, being led of the Holy Spirit. So we read here that the four living creatures that were filled with the Spirit of God and led of the Spirit of God also had these wheels and their wheels were led by the Spirit which was in them. And this is a key to being led of His Spirit. I think this is a picture, a heavenly picture of what it means to be led of the Spirit, meaning you go in the direction that you're called. And many times on the journey, we would just pray, Father, where would you have us to go today? Each day getting a daily assignment, a daily word from the scriptures that literally would lead us in the next direction. Lead us to our assignment. Like in the book of Acts, for example, we were led to go greet the church. So we went to a church one day in Grand Junction, Colorado, and that is where they were preaching on the exact same chapter that we had been led there from in the book of Acts. Acts 18, verse 22, that told us to go greet the church. And we went to this church on a Wednesday night and had a Bible study and fellowship with precious, precious men and women of God. And that is how you can be led of the Spirit through the Word daily, getting a word from the Holy Spirit, either hearing a word or getting it directly from the Scriptures, being led of His Holy Spirit. So we see in verse 20, it says, wherever the Spirit wanted to go, the creatures went in the direction the Spirit was moving. The wheels rose alongside them, for the Spirit of the living creature was in the wheels. When the creatures moved, the wheels moved. When the creatures stopped, the wheels stopped, and when the creatures rose from the earth, the wheels rose alongside them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. And to me, this just spoke of being led of the Holy Spirit, driving across the nation, and it can speak to you today of being led by the Holy Spirit, going out and being led by the Spirit of God, and the wheels go, the wheels take you where you're called, where you're led of the Holy Spirit. And this is just a powerful picture of that and what I really received when I was hearing of Ezekiel's call. Of course, his call into ministry was to his own people and they were a stubborn and rebellious people. God told him, don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of what they do and how they look at you. Speak my word. Speak the word that I have given to you, the scrolls. And we were called to prophesy the word many times over people, over land, over 
regions over locations, government buildings, rivers. Hallelujah. That's our God. He will give you the utterance. You open your mouth and he will fill it. He will give you scriptures. He will give you words to declare. We were led to go south at one point and that took us to Nashville, Tennessee, and we were called to declare a very specific scripture in a very specific location. And that's how God leads us by his Holy Spirit that we would speak over regions and be as watchmen as Ezekiel and declare the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Watchmen are intercessors. Hallelujah. The ones who are on the wall day and night watching for enemy infiltration, watching what's going on, watching, and then letting the people know what the Father is speaking or also praying scriptures, the word of God, what he calls us to speak, we speak. We say what he calls us to say. Watchmen on the wall in Zion National Park, which is in Utah, we actually climbed the Watchmen Trail August 8th, and that was one of the most powerful moments that I had along the journey. There was several. So every single day was an exciting encounter with the Holy Spirit, seeing what he was going to do, how he would lead us, and the next exciting appointment that he would have or assignment that we would have. And we were led on the Watchman Trail, which overlooks the whole park in these amazing, majestic red cliffs and beautiful green foliage and rivers and just this epic sunset with golden rays. It was one of the most beautiful places I've been in America. I definitely see where it gets the name Zion. It's a beautiful place and Watchman Trail is a very specific and prophetic name for this trail and we watched the most beautiful sunset from that place and met a couple there and prayed with them and had this amazing encounter there. Very specific encounter. So that's how God moves and leads us by his spirit. And Ezekiel was a watchman. He was called to declare and to speak, to caution and to speak to the people. He was led to go out. He was called. So we can see a lot from Ezekiel. We're going to move on now to the New Testament. We're going to look at a scripture. It's a very small scripture, but it has so much in it as well that we can learn. This is Luke chapter 8, 1 through 3, and it says, many women support Yeshua's work. So this is speaking of the women who supported Yeshua. Let's look at it. Afterwards, he was traveling from one town and village to another, preaching and telling the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 were with with him and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses. Mary called Magdalene. Seven demons had come out of her. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, Susanna, and many others who were supporting them from their own possessions. And I read that today and the Holy Spirit just breathed onto that. Let's look at these three verses. There's these three women, they've been delivered. Mary's been delivered of seven demons. These other women have been healed of other things. We don't know exactly what. Joanna and Susanna, and there was women that were disciples that were traveling from one town and village to another, preaching and telling of the good news of the kingdom of God. There was the 12 disciples and women who were with them. And these three are named these mighty women of God who had had encounters with Jesus and he healed them and they followed him. They were a part of
of his team going and preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. And that is not something that was common in that day and age and even today. Leaving your family and going to answering a call is a hard thing to do as a woman, as a mother. I took two of my children with me on these journeys and one stayed behind with my husband who held down the fort and then they met us in New York and helped us to come home, drove us two weeks back home. But that's a thing that happens when you're compelled, when you're called as a disciple of the living God. Sometimes you will leave your family in obedience to go answer that call. I'm not encouraging people not to take care of their children by any means. That's our number one ministry as women. But sometimes you are called, you have encountered Yeshua. He has healed you, delivered you, set you free, and then you are called to be his disciple, called to follow him and preach the gospel of the good news of the salvation. Hallelujah. I looked up the names of these women just to get some prophetic insight because, of course, I love names and I love their meanings. And Mary means beloved. It also means bitter and rebellious. We see Joanna. Her name is God is gracious. And Susanna means lily, rose, and joy. So we can see Mary, she was healed of seven demons. Perhaps she was a bitter and rebellious one that transformed into a beloved one as she was delivered from the demons that she had. Hallelujah! She became beloved. We see Joanna means God is gracious. What a gracious God. Hallelujah! What a gracious Yeshua who saves, heals, delivers, and sets us free from sickness, from infirmity. And we see Susanna, which means joy and rose and lily, beautiful flowers of joy, these women that were called and followed Yeshua. And I like how it says, and they supported them from their possessions, meaning they took their possessions and supported them by their own resources, by their own means. And they were called, they were sent out to follow. Hallelujah. So we see also Jeremiah, who is known as the weeping prophet. We've read about him, talked about him many, many times. He was called to his people as well. He was called to declare of their rebellion and how they had lost touch with what truly mattered. They were worshiping other gods. They were caught up in religious ceremonies. They were losing the heart of knowing God, of having that relationship. He declares, he prophesies of a new covenant relationship, that relationship that's written on our hearts, it's put upon our minds, the new covenant that came through Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, that we can have a new covenant relationship. Jeremiah speaks of the judgment of God that was coming, that would lead to true repentance and turning back to God and the redemption that would come. And when he's done that in our own lives, when we have turned to him, repented, and he has restored us, what a salvation we've encountered, what a message that we have to share, what a testimony that we can share, that we can speak of his new covenant, of his love, of his Holy Spirit, of a relationship, not more religion, but a true relationship. And that's something that we talked about throughout this nation with people. It's just that this is not about religion. This is about a living encounter with the God who loves you, created you, whose spirit is alive and can lead you and speak 
speak to you and guide you every day. This is not about sitting in a church pew. This is about encountering the living God who cares for you, that died for you. And that is such a beautiful relationship that we can all have. That was Jeremiah's ministry. Hallelujah. He was called to speak also what he was called to speak. So you might be sent out like Jeremiah. We met several people named Jeremiah on our journey, which is something exciting because when we would go out there, we would meet multiples of names, of different names, prophetic names that you just can't deny because these are divine appointments. And those people would be named Jeremiah or John or Aaron or Jacob, or Rachel, or Rebecca, these powerful, prophetic, biblical names that have significance. God sends us out to speak, not only to our nation, but sometimes to other cultures of the experience that we have encountered with him and of his love. So it's coming from a real place of encounter. We've been in that throne room, that place of his presence, and can go out and speak and declare of his love of his word. Hallelujah. We also read of Isaiah. He had an encounter when he was called to be a prophet. He had an encounter in the throne room of God. He said, oh, I'm a man of unclean lips. Purify my lips. He was humble. I don't know about you, but when you come next to that presence, the glory of God, you see that you need his salvation, his cleansing. You're in his holy presence and it's pure and you see your ways that are not and you know that you need his cleansing, his salvation, the fire of his Holy Spirit to cleanse you. And then you can say with boldness, here I am, send me. And that's something we can do daily. Father, cleanse our hearts, cleanse our mouths, cleanse our attitudes. We receive your fresh fire. We receive your fresh salvation. We receive your presence today. Purify us that we would be evangelists, that we would be able to go be sent out to speak your word. It comes from a place of salvation, not a place of perfection, but that place of knowing we need him. And then we can go out and share his word. We're called to walk out the word of God. We're called to speak and to declare what he calls us to speak. We're called to be his disciples, to declare of his kingdom. We're called to share the good news of the new covenant of salvation that comes through the spirit of God. They came through Jesus, Yeshua, our salvation, that we can declare, that we can be led of the Holy Spirit. That is the call. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray for anybody who is listening in today, that they would be encouraged, inspired by these great men who had encountered you, these women who encountered your delivering power, your healing power, who have encountered your presence, your heaven, your glory. Hallelujah and are being called, sent out to declare of your kingdom. We give you praise in Yeshua's mighty name. You don't have to be someone like Ezekiel or Isaiah that you had this epic vision of heaven. You could simply be someone that's been delivered, someone that's been touched, someone who has encountered the love of God. When you have encountered the love of God, it compels you. You become a minister of the gospel. Again, you don't have to go through five years of seminary. You don't 
have to be titled. You don't have to be licensed to be a minister of the kingdom of God and his work in your life and what he did. What licenses me to go is my God who saved me, who loves me, who created me in the spirit of God that is within me, that he put in me this cracked vessel, this earthen vessel. He's calling you today and I'm just encouraging you today to answer the call to be led. There's not a lot of time and Yeshua is calling us to speak of his kingdom, to follow him and to declare of his word to those around us that everywhere is a mission field, the grocery store, your workplace, hallelujah, the gas stations, the parks, where you go with your family just living life. We are evangelists every single day carrying the message of the salvation of our God because he's faithful, because he's worthy, because he loves us and he cares for us. Amen. 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 I hope this word has encouraged you today. I hope you have a beautiful and blessed week and we will see you next time. Yahweh bless you.